Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. It's the Fab Five, and this is Beyond Your Best Plan. Ladies, why don't you Woo! say hi? Hello. Anderson and Kathleen L. Kathleen hello, hello. Ford and hey. Sarah King Taylor. Say hi, ladies. Hi and there. How is it? Wiley. Thank you for joining us. We are going to be talking today about shit happening, right? It's just one of those things that as you are marching through life, something just comes up and smacks you upside your head, shit happens. And the bottom line is you have to figure out how to pick up and move on. And so today we're going to be talking about exactly that, some experiences we've had, and then we'll leave you with some tools that you can use to help you pick up and move on. So I understand, Catherine and Sarah, that you both have some stories that you'd like to share. Oh, I've got all kinds of stories for days, (laughs) ladies. Where do you want to start? Yeah. Where should we begin? Hmm. (laughs) Catherine, why don't you go first? Well, when we first decided on this amazing topic of shit happens... I initially thought about something just super recent and it's a big moment, right? It's one of those like life-defining, life-changing moments and decisions that we all have to make, which, you know, create big outcomes, right? And, you know, it was a situation recently that happened where I had to really align with, you know, my creator, with God, my guides, the truth method, which my sister Claudette here as a phenomenal program and method of getting to truth, getting into alignment with source, meditating, visualizing on outcomes because the shit had happened, right? And so long story short, because we have a limited amount of time, but it was a fourth quarter moment of closing on a location for, and the location being the flagship location, like a really big deal for my startup, that I'm working on a dream of mine that's been brewing for eight years, Fit District. And, you know, it coming true, right? Locking down the location, which then leads to the bank loan being finalized, right? It just ripples into so many areas. Eight months of working on it, lots of time, effort as part of this incredible startup journey. So anyway, I start seeing these like major red flags with the landlord, that affect like big deal areas like the budget with the bank, the construction of the, you know, the build out project, really big deal areas. And I'm faced with the decision of either continuing down this path Mm. with the landlord of 
not feeling very good about the relationship for several reasons or starting a new, starting fresh in a new coronavirus market, but being in a really good position, right? Because I have a startup loan that I, and the, the funding ready to execute. I've got the plan and the strategy ready to execute. So in a favorable position and honestly, really focusing and visualizing on these outcomes, this ladder felt good. It felt right, but I still felt torn, right? This is like, we're so close, right? So much time, capital going into it. It still felt a little like, ah, that part of it was there to consider. But I went with the second option. I listened to a lot of Abraham Hicks during that soul searching period you know, going with what feels good, talking to, to multiple confidants about it. And at the end of the day, my mission is to feel good, feel aligned at that gut level, you know, especially with relationships that are significant, like a landlord, right? right. Feeling aligned with that. And long story short, I chose that latter option to start anew, go down a different path, new opportunity, new location, And I really feel like it feels good at the gut level. And I feel like I'm on the right path to something better, a better location, a better outcome financially. And that's one of my personal missions, right? When the shit happens, roll through it, right? Like align with ourselves, what feels right, stay in faith and certainty that you're being guided to a better place. But that's one of those... That's one of those things that's not a function of this particular time. This is how you've chosen to live your life, right? And so it's It's all got a line. Exactly. And and it's beautiful because I think we've been watching you since November navigating this. And to see you bump up against something and then take the time to touch your heart and look for the answers and the truth in this. It has been wonderful to watch. Oh, so what it sounds like. Yeah. What it sounds like, Catherine, that you said to roll with it instead of pushing through it. So what it sounds like to me is like you weren't fighting against the tide just because you had made the decision to invest in this particular property and you'd gotten so far down the road instead of continuing to push, push, push and fight, fight, fight and just, you said, hold it, let's step back, let's touch base with my inner self, and then say, no, this isn't working, and then choose to make a different decision that was best for you. So awesome, that's really... Yeah, no pushing, no more pushing. I'm over, I did enough pushing in my life to last me, so I'm I'm in in flow. You don't get married. Like it sounds like... I know, right? A relationship that would have, think about a landlord, it continues into the business that can affect the bottom line, and you know, you were asking, remember we had a conversation, you were saying whatever is hidden to come into the light. You proclaim that. And then a month later, this shows up even stronger. And you're, I think this, you were protected actually. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't get married just because you said you were going to. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly yes, what I've been yes. thinking, Kathleen. I'm glad you said it that way. Because I feel like anytime you're engaging into a 10-year relationship with a landlord, that's a freaking marriage. It's longer than most marriages out there. And Amen, then sister. on top of it, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you worked on that specific address for well more than eight months. 
So you had this huge time investment and money investment. And just to walk away, trusting your gut, trusting your instinct and taking the time to say, something's not feeling right. I, I just, it's so impressive. And it's a true testament to your strength and your abilities of moving forward and being in flow. It's awesome. Thank yeah. you. I love I you think- all so much. Your feedback means so much. But it, it goes back to... And Sarah just said it, the word, your intention, right? You have an intention to move through life and flow. And so can you just address that a little bit, how you've set that intention? Well, I said it because I know what the opposite feels like, right? Being intention. Honestly, I spent a lot of my life in tension, probably since childhood. And so I've got real deep knowing of what it feels like to be going against the river flow. And it sucks. Honestly, I don't like that feeling at all now that I've been there and I've worked through it and I don't feel that any longer. And I'm, I also have this deep faith. The shit happens for us. Our problems happen for us. And so it really occurred to me to be in flow, especially the timeline with this with the Fit District project because then coronavirus happened and I was happy we hadn't opened. And it was like, thank you. One of our, my, one of my challenges of, you know, that I created for myself turned into a biggest blessing. So just knowing that how that tension felt like comes to mind of like, oh, this isn't feeling right. Like the timing is taking yeah. too long. Like I was trying to control that to uh, that tension to it. Okay, this flow works better. <laughs> flow and, and and so you know, just experiencing it in my body and what one way feels like it doesn't work creates stress, overwhelm, pain, anxiety. To flow, feeling good, feeling grateful, feeling aligned, uh, feeling like I'm on the right path, and it's super fulfilling. So just knowing how that feels in my body is what works for me. Having that consciousness. I love and that. Then having, and then having the the ability to say, okay, I'm going to make the choice that feels right. So that's really that strength and courage. There's a lot of courage there because sometimes it's not what other people think that you need to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Some, sometimes staying aligned with our mission and our vision gets us out of our comfort zone <laughs> and, uh, and we, it, t- it takes courage for sure. Yeah. Complete courage. Yeah. I was talking to my niece yesterday. She's 19. Absolutely adorable. First year of college. Now she's heading into her second. And she was telling me a little bit about her boyfriend woes and her friendship woes and just kind of sharing how she's cleaning up her life. And it made me reflect and, and kind of think back to when I was 19. And those of you who know me now, I adore my husband. I think he's amazing. We are not perfect by any means, but I am so happy that everything worked out exactly as it was so that I'm with Jeff today. And I was thinking back and I I told my niece, I was like, you know, when I was your age, I was actually leaving a husband. And she kind of looked at me and she goes, I didn't know that Aunt Sarah. And I said, well, it's true. I had gotten kicked out at 17 And then I was dating my future husband at the time. We were boyfriend and girlfriend. And ironically, we ended up moving to Virginia. We got engaged. And as life would have it, it was actually cheaper to be married to a military person and be able to move with them and have the insurance abilities. So we kind of 
went ahead and got married. It just made sense. I was in love with him. He was in love with me. We didn't want to be apart. But I had to kind of muscle up and convince my family, right? Like this is what I was supposed to do. I convinced myself. I had convinced my family. We get married. We moved to Texas. I'm still very young. I'm 18 and a half at this point, living in a new state with a new husband and you know, kind of venturing out on my own. I was grateful for my grandmother who would mail me. Remember the mail people? She didn't email me. She mailed me coupons and recipes. Oh my goodness. Um, remember that? Yeah. Love it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So they were supportive and great, but we got there and I just imagined, you know, he had a very Southern upbringing at that time. I had lived in Alabama for a long time of my life. And so I had a Southern experience. And I just imagined we'd be married forever and that we'd have kids sometime down the road. His mom was wonderful to me. And I don't know, he started drinking and drinking a lot and blacking out and forgetting how he treated me the night before or forgetting what he had done to me or said to me or thrown at me, et cetera. You can only imagine. It got worse and worse. And here I was, 18, 19 years old, new job, new friends, did not want to admit to my family that there was anything going on in Texas except that it was great. And I went to his officer and said, hey, we have a problem. This is getting out of hand. I'm worried about the drinking and driving. I'm worried about the abuse. I need help. So long story short, I had to have some guts. And I had to, for the first time in my whole life, by myself completely, stand up for myself because my best laid plans had fallen completely apart. And I was thinking about it this morning. I remember I met these two guys that worked on my car and he used to sing PYT to me, pretty little thing or pretty young thing. Isn't that what, yeah, the Michael Jackson song. And he had relationships in Virginia and needed his minivan taken to Virginia. And all I had was this tiny little RX-7. I needed to pack all my stuff and somehow get back to Virginia And so here I am. I thought I was staying in my marriage for life. I thought that this was the man that I was going to have children with for life. And everything around me was falling apart. And I was just trying to figure out how to get out and how to get out alive. At this Mm. point, I was very concerned about my well-being. And these guys gave me their van. or It was a guy, but they were two guys that worked on the car. They kept my RX-7 the only vehicle that I owned, I took theirs, packed it full of my stuff in a trailer and drove myself home in two days. So I just was thinking about my niece and she's had two boyfriends recently that have kind of crushed her world. And I understand how that goes, but I remembered quickly that the most important thing in that moment was for me to stand up for myself and for me to move on and for me not to let the shit that was happening to me be my destiny. Right. Mm. Yeah. You know, I have a so proud of you. Yeah. I have Mm. a similar story and I won't dig deep into it. We've got lots of episodes to talk about lots of things, but I remember in a very similar situation, the exact moment where I made the decision because of all the plans and the thoughts and the life that I had imagined in my head wasn't working out. I remember the exact moment I made the decision and the words that I said to both myself and to my ex-spouse 
as I packed up to leave. And it is interesting how you know, right? You just know, regardless of what you've put into something, that there comes a point in time where whatever the investment is or was, that it's not worth the price you have to pay for the future moving forward. And oh, that's so good. appreciate you sharing your story, Sarah. Yeah, I'll never forget. My dad called me. Remember, we were, well, may not remember, but we were estranged. He kicked me out at 17. Mm-hmm. Now I'm 19 and a half and living in Texas with this guy. And he wasn't invited to the wedding. He was told about it. That's about it. <laughs> and he called and maybe two months before, and he just kept saying, but are you okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but are you okay? And I still wasn't ready to admit. I still wasn't ready to stand up for myself. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was really more than anything, was having the guts to stand up for myself and take that next step. Yeah, so that's why I'm so proud of both of you because the level of courage that it takes to level up and go, not another minute am I allowing this standard in my life. So it's like leveling up the standards of what you are going to accept. And that's how you ultimately like create this best plan, right? And saying, not another minute am I allowing this in my life at this level of like playing the game and what you're allowing to happen in your life. And even better, let's wrap it back around. I was yesterday at my, you know, husband's parents' 50th wedding anniversary. And I, had I not made that choice that day in that moment, I might not have ever found my soulmate, you know? Exactly. What I thought when my world was crumbling around me in, in those weeks and those months was, you know, that I couldn't go any more than I already was, but I could, and I did. Yeah. So again, Sarah, you know, like I, I love hearing this because what I got from that is fear had a hold of you. Fear gripped you and fear was keeping you where you were and something release that fear enough so where you step through that fear and move through it and actually you know because fear is is really fear of the unknown you don't know what's going to happen sometimes it's easier to stay with what you are than you than it is to not know what's going to happen and the fear is based on what you knew from the past not really what is and so you were just like I love it I could tell you another story and I can't wait for another podcast to be able to share my Second marriage, amazing step through <laughs> experience. It sounds like there was some deep shit happening that day. It happens. Let me tell you, shit happens. More than once. More than once. Exactly. Throughout our life. So I love how you, I mean, I think it's important that the listeners hear that, like, we can be scared. And we can still move through it. We don't mm. have to stop. We do not have to live in it. You know, do we it can anyways. be scared, but we can, yeah. Feel the fear and do it anyways, as Jack Canfield says, or Tony Robbins or whoever does, you know, like all of the the leaders do. We say that too. Yeah, of course, because, you know, we all are our mentors. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that the other thing Catherine said was about setting a new standard. And I, and I love that, is mm. that we have to make a decision that, like you said, not another day, not another minute. And I deserve something better than what's happening 
And regardless of what I thought this was going to be, it is what it is in this moment. And what it is, is not working. And I deserve better than this. And I'm going to have better than this. And stepping through the fear anyway, Kathleen, you're absolutely right. I do want to say something. Sometimes we're in love. I had an abusive situation also. So I think we can all relate to this. But sometimes we're in love with the fantasy of what it should have been yes. versus mm-hmm. what it actually is. And I think if we can just take a step back and look at what is it actually versus what do I want it to be or what do I think it should have been? And then just face, I think the biggest thing is facing the reality of what it is. Yeah. And then, you know, stepping out of that, one of the first things you can do is shift my energy for my highest good in their highest good, just shift, shift my energy. And because we're not always strong enough, the minute we realize that to get out, it's a process. And it's about stepping from where we are in that position of, you know, basically when it's abuse, we're victims of it. And stepping from that into, I, I actually don't deserve this. Yes. I actually require better. You know, it's like stepping out of victim to, I don't deserve this, to I require more for my life. I deserve more, you know, and we do deserve more. We're made from creation. Like the abuse actually doesn't deserve us. You know, turn that on its head, you know? So, yeah. So how are we on time, ladies? We've got time. What, you, what do you have to share? I know you've got something that you want to share with us, a tool. I do. And then, and then our queen Kathleen has a way to take people into that calmness. But my thing is release control, go to flow, you know, go from control to flow. And there's something that I share with people called the power of the pause, because you can get, as something is happening, you can get caught up in the spinning of that emotion of that event. When we're caught up in the spinning, I think we can all agree. We can't think straight. We can't think straight. We're not really solving the problem. We're just, think about how much energy goes into that emotional spin and being upset and we're drained and then we feel hopeless and we feel like there's how can, you know, there's no way out. When if we just, just pause for a second, just one second and then change our perspective. So I used to think, you know, I used to create all these business plans, all this stuff. And then when things would start to happen, it was like playing whack-a-mole. Boom, 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 stop, stop, fix, fix, boom, you know, all this. And now my perspective is, I wonder what will happen. And I have, I shifted from this is bad to, oh my goodness, what if, because I have a trust in the eternal truth. I have a trust in that higher power taking care of all of us, actually, if we allow it. So what if this is actually happening to direct me toward something better or to cause me to avoid a mistake? Or just like Catherine mentioned, she would have been in a relationship with a landlord that made everything hard for the next 10 years, and it would have affected her bottom line. Like he had too much power. Yeah. You know, yes. don't go into business with someone that has that level of power that doesn't act in an ethical way. Right. So I begin to go, wait a minute, wait a minute. What if this is happening for my good? So shift from, oh, this is terrible 
to wait, wait, stop. What if this is for my good? Let's see how this plays out for my good. Because we are such powerful manifestors and creators that just that shift of of the perspective releases the energy for things to start to work out. And then ask, ask for the truth. Like, what is the truth about what is happening? What do I believe about it? And anytime you receive truth, we all know when we do, it kind of hits us. You know, when someone says something and it just hits us at that soul level. And so when you receive the truth, just ask for it to be written on your heart. I share with people, this is like saving it to your hard drive. So you won't forget it. Just ask that it's written on your heart and then choose to be open. So there's a proclamation that we can, we can say, and it's, I choose to be open to receive the best solutions for this now. I choose to be open to receive the best solutions for this now. When we are tapped into our higher knowing, when we're in our heart, we're tapped into all that ever was and all that ever will be. The solution is at hand. It's just a matter of pausing first, not getting caught up in that spin and thinking the whole world's falling apart and going in that line storyline and shifting to the storyline of maybe I'm actually being protected. Maybe I was going down a path that I need to adjust. Now, this doesn't mean that every time something is wrong, you just walk away in a relationship. You might want to work on it. When there's abuse, though, that's unacceptable. So there's certain things that are, I call them, you draw the line in the sand. Abuse is never acceptable. But what if we're in a business situation just like Catherine? Just because her place didn't work out doesn't mean her business won't. It just means she needs to shift and pivot and then be open to receive that information. It could come from other people. It could come from that intuition, gut feeling, that knowing. It could come from something she reads. Just be open, choose to be open to receive the solution. And then receiving mode. Yes. Watch the magic unfold in that, right? Because now, now you're stepping into the power of who you are. And we had mentioned fear. You know, fear is the biggest thing that rises up to block us. Understand that even fear is an illusion. Right. And in, you know, what do I believe about this? What is the truth? And move that sucker out of the way because you are more powerful than fear. You always have been. Nobody told you, but I'm telling you now. So this is what I say, the power yes, of pause and step into who you really are. And you know what? You can be the creator of your life. Release the control, control what you need to. But when it starts to spin and different things happen, receive that, receive the highest knowledge, release the control, get in the flow and enjoy your life and see what happens. Yes. So. I love it. Thank you, Claudette. Yeah. Yes. And the shit okay. will happen. It will. Just be ready for it, right? It's going to happen. Yes. I think that's such a good point is just recognizing that it is going to happen and it's okay, right? I think when we're prepared, not for anything in particular, it's not a specific thing that happens, but just knowing that stuff is going to happen, shit's going to happen, and being mentally prepared for it, having a mindset that is, I've dealt with these things in the past. I've gotten through it. I can get through this. You know, I was having a conversation with my sister in the first episode, both Kathleen and I shared that we've lost our sons. 
And in the time that that happened, it was 15 years ago, but in the time frame that that happened, I became a different person, right? We become someone different because of what we go through. And then you can use that to go through the next thing that you go through. And so for me, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. There could be something out there worse for me to go through. I'm thinking I've pretty much (laughs) gone through the worst there is. And that makes me feel, no, as Claudette would say, not just feel, but no, I can handle anything that comes my way. Right. Mm -hmm. And so whether you've been through the worst thing that will ever happen to you or not, whatever you've been through, it accumulates and it makes you who you are and prepares you for whatever comes next. So. I love that. It's all about who we're becoming, ladies. Exactly. Yeah. It's all about who we are right now based on the amazing experiences that we've had. And I keep saying amazing because it's true, you know, Whitney nor I would ever wish that our sons weren't here. And matter of fact, both of us, I'm sure, would give our lives for them to be back here, you know, like I'm sure of it. And still there's amazing, beautiful things that came from that tragedy, from those tragedies. And they truly were tragedies. I mean, we are humans, we're living in a human world, it sucks. Like there's nothing that feels good about experiencing something like that in the moment, in the moment. And when you're doing healthy things to move through those moments, then eventually you can find some, you know, the pearl within the oyster. You can find the beauty that can come from something so tragic. And it's really how I live my life today. Like Whitney said, you know, like all of you have said, it's like, The belief that we can move through anything in my mind today is what keeps me grounded. Like I absolutely believe every minute of every day that we experience what we're supposed to experience and what can we get gain from it. What can I give to someone or what can they be giving to me for information in every experience? And it just made me think of the the social unrest, you know, a few weeks ago, I don't know how, six weeks ago, who knows how long ago now, but my daughter and I were in Charleston and the riots broke out and we got caught in the middle of the riot. It brought me instantly back to as a young child when my birth father was abusive and that shit hit the fan, shit happens. And it instantly triggered something internally. Like I need to create a safe environment for everybody. So I, it just triggered something. But what I did instead of react and this is what I wanted to share with, with all of you and our listeners. Instead of reacting, I breathed. You know, like I actually took a moment and went inside and just focused on my breathing because there was nothing I could do about the riots in that moment. There was absolutely zero. But what could I do to keep myself safe and respond to it later in a way that was a more of a response from my heart center versus from my fear center, from the ego of like, oh my God, I, I got it. So I've become a fixer or up until 
few years ago, I became a fixer <laughs> and I want to keep everybody safe in every environment. I can tell you when a room is going bad before they even know the room's going bad. <laughs> and so I manipulated the situation so the room didn't go bad. And so now I, I don't have to do that. Now I just, I recommend to anybody, no matter what situation you're in, just sit there. No one needs to know what you're doing. Just breathe into the count of four, hold it to the count of four, breathe out to the count of four, hold it to the count of four, and keep doing that until you're able to bring down your anxiety, to bring down, bring down the fear, to be able to, to, to re- respond from your heart versus from your head. That's a quick exercise, but now I'm involved in a national task force that is actually dealing with some of the, the healing that needs to happen with the abuse that's happening out there, whether it is someone who is in law enforcement or someone who is breaking windows and, and you know, violently responding to the actions, you know, so... Mm-hmm. I stepped back from wanting to fix it all and save everybody to really responding from the love center versus the fear center. And as Claudette, you said it, you know, like we all can, fear is just an illusion because love wins every time. So when you're responding from your heart, truly from your heart, then, then you just, it wins. It just wins. There's a shift in power that takes place. And it says perfect love cast out all fear. Fear runs before the power of love. They can't exist together. Yeah. I love about what both of you said, and maybe we can name it. This is, you know, Claudette said it's the power of the pause. And you said, you know, you just have to stop and assess and breathe. And I think we should call it the pop. The P-O-P, the power of the pause. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I like it. I love it. I love it. I like that. Yeah, so yeah. if I'm ever saying P-O-P, you know. <laughs> I'm down I'm with P-O-P. <laughs> you know me. When you, yeah, when you want to scream at your boss, just pop for a moment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Those breaths yeah. are such a release. I was like doing it as you were talking, Kathleen, and it's just such an ease and a release and like a grounding. Yeah. And to take it just one step further, if you're in a space that close your eyes and just become aware of what your body's feeling. You know, I did a bigger process that what I'm certified in, but I did a bigger process of going in my body and feeling it and really giving it a voice. When you become aware of what's happening in there, it dissolves. It's so easy. What you just suggested is so easy. Anyone can do it. Mm -hmm. And it reminds us of who we are at the core of our essence. Mm -hmm. And that's where the shift begins to happen. We're not this tornado spinning in this thing. We're more than that, right? Yeah. So Claudette, how do we start to do that though, right? And if we've been on, all of us on our separate self-awareness, personal development journeys. But if, if someone in our audience hasn't started that yet, how do you get there to get in touch with who you are at your core? So I believe, you know, the power of the pause, like in context of shit happening, you're not going to do it right the first few times. I didn't. I learned to do this when I was with my former husband. We would get into major arguments, spin out of control, and 
you know, we would just, it hurt everybody. It never solved anything. And so I made a conscious choice to accept the fact that he was not my problem. If I had any problems, they were mine and mine only. No one else is my problem. Okay. You can say, but sons is mean to me, but sons, no, it's about us keeping our power or giving it away. If you want to keep your power, you accept that no one else is your problem. And then I went, you know what? I'm going to break this pattern. And so I had to consciously choose, I choose to break this pattern. And so I would spin out of control and then stop. And it got easier and easier. It's about getting out of that habit, out of that pattern. And then I would suggest, I mean, it's beautiful what Kathleen recommended, that breath, four seconds in, four seconds out, you know, and then just asking while doing that, what is the truth about what is happening? Mm -hmm. What do I believe about what is happening? Because many times we take everything, when you admit that someone's not your problem, you shift from I am always being attacked to what if they actually don't mean to hurt me? Just, yeah. just that shift. What if they're yeah. actually, what if they're acting out of their own programming and I call it monkey bullshit. What if they're acting out of that and their intention was never to hurt me? This, they're just acting out of their programming. What if I can assume the best and clear it up? And then, you know, if you can't clear it up, just like uh, Sarah, she couldn't clear it up with her first husband. So what she did is she made a choice that was healthy for her. But you know what? I'm willing to bet she doesn't have regrets because she did try to clear it up. And so, you know, when we do the best we can and then we finally go done, I don't deserve this behavior. This is his problem. I've tried to clear this up. Then we can move forward and not regret anything, right? So I think it's just that pause. It's, It's breaking that habit of automatic reaction, like stepping out of reactionary to purposeful action, right? Yeah, and so can I just add to that? It's like, yeah. I feel Claudia is absolutely right. I totally agree with her completely. And there's an additional thing here. It's like when you've been programmed a certain way and you've created habits and you've created habits, then you can go to all the personal development things, all that you want until you're willing to step into your body and uncover, reconnect and, and dissolve the old programming and reprogramming what used to be, you're going to keep repeating the patterns. So it's really about taking the time to invest in you and heal through. And it can be easy. Just like Claudette said, just like I said, it can be easy. It doesn't have to take you forever. Do it, consciously step into it an hour at a time. That's all. And then you start to reprogram and start creating new habits. Yeah. That's a whole, no, that's a whole podcast episode, y'all. Yes. yes it, is. <laughs> it goes deeper into that, but it can be easier. We make it harder. Mm-hmm. It can be easier. The truth sets us free and the truth is available to anybody. It's available to anybody. It happens all the time. We get our intuition it happens all the time. So yeah, no, I just, we're powerful beings. Let's remember that first and stop beating ourselves up. And we deserve more. We deserve goodness. So yes. do other people. We all deserve the goodness. That's truth. So what have each of you taken or can you take away from our conversation today? It's a little I nugget. Think for, 
Yeah, I think for me, you know, the most powerful part of all of it, the core, and I can say this because for so long I lived without it. I did not trust, and it was a word Mm -hmm. that just came up, but I did not trust in the process. I was so trying to hit all those whack-a-moles. I was really good at that game too. But the trust, the simplicity of, and Catherine says it best, getting in flow. So for me, that's my one takeaway today. Love that. Faith and flow. I think for me, it is about knowing and keeping the person, always knowing my why and my what, my purpose, my why, what am I doing, what it's for the outcome that I want to create. And because when the shit happens, I'll go back to my why, what I'm creating, my purpose. And it helps bring the perspective in and keep me focused on my why and handling the situation and the plan and the word of the season pivoting when needed, when shit happens. Amazing. I love it. You did pivot and you pivoted with eloquence. Thank you, love. Kathleen or Claudette? From my perspective, it is consciously choosing that when shit happens in our life, it can mean that we're heading in the wrong direction and that it is a warning sign for us to be able to step into a new direction. Mm. And it also can be just meant to be part of your path so where you can you actually can start to begin to serve your life purpose. So consciously choosing and trusting that we are divine beings. I love that. I love that. I would say be conscious of your power and don't easily give it away in the sin of the emotion or whatever's happening. Hold on to your power because you can only be your best self when you're in your power. You can only serve others from that place. So don't give it away so easily. That's beautiful. You guys are so smart. You're so wise and and such brilliant examples of light and love. And so much shit's happened. (laughs) Right? A lot of shit has happened. It is what... The the journey of shit happens. Yeah, yeah. that, That is true. I was just thinking, though, as Kathleen, as you said it, it was that... In reality, it is feedback, right? It's just feedback. And if we look at it that way and get curious about it, and I know this is Claudette's thing, and and ask, what's what's the truth in this? What am I to learn in this? What that we get to take power out of that situation. And so good. And what I just thought was that we have a choice. I think you all said this. We have a choice. We can choose to stay and wallow in the ship or and I put it like this, would change it a little bit given our talk about flow. But initially I was kind of thinking it, we would put our big girl boots on and just stomp right through it, right? But we could stomp through it or we could flow through it either way, right? You can put your boots on and just kind of- Maybe a little bit of both. Flow out of it a little bit. So anyway, that's what I was thinking. So we have reached the end of another episode. This was Time Flies. Time Flies. Had a great time chatting with you ladies. And so we're going to challenge you to- do a little something. Ask yourself, what's something that you faced and 
what were the tools that you used to move through the challenge that you faced? What tools did you use to move through your shit? And what new tools did you pick up from our conversation today? We would love to hear your thoughts on that. Please leave a comment in the reviews of whatever platform you're listening to the podcast on. And we invite you to listen, review, and subscribe. And just remember that you can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. Have a fabulous rest of your day. And ladies, thank you for another wonderful conversation. Yes, I love you all. Thanks for joining us. I can't wait to hear your stories about how you turned shit from happening into something great. I'm looking forward to being inspired by all of you. Yes, we love you. (laughs) The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.